Want to talk about the letter that we got? For some so. reason, I want to like insert the blues clues. Like, here's the mail it never finished. Should we? Or last time we talked we about defined. vulnerability. Yes. I thought it might be cool to define forgiveness. Well. So forgiveness. Forgiveness. Tell us about forgiveness. Well, I think that it's something that people don't like to do. Because even though maybe we know, like, rationally that forgiveness doesn't mean you're letting the person off the hook, like, we don't actually want to forgive. In some senses, like, we want to make the person pay, either by some kind of actual revenge or by saying, like, I, will, I have now marked you by your mistake. Like, you will never yeah. be the same in my eyes. Like, yeah. Or even we do that, too, like... I forgive you, um, and instead of doing the healthy, like, I, I forgive you, but I'm also going to set a boundary for the sake of our friendship or whatever. Right. It's like, I forgive you, but things are never going to be the same, and you're always going to be the guy or girl who betrayed me or whatever, like, whatever you did to me. Like, somehow I think that even if we don't take actions to avenge what happened, we do make it a point to label people by their mistake like kind of stable it to their foreheads and leave it like that but we think that it's forgiveness because we didn't take revenge you know what I mean yes yes that makes sense now so, yeah so I'm wondering about that like what is real forgiveness and like what versus like me saying ask. like I forgive you and then right. actually holding it against you secretly in my heart so what is forgiveness I mean <laughs> good question what does Gus? the bible say about forgiveness like, cause I, I I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's not like a place where it says and forgiveness is. No, it doesn't say. Um, but it's safe to say that we could see it. We can't say this is the definition, but we can say this is it, walked out in the life of Christ. Accurate. In in the way that he related to others, and in the way that he relates to us. Yeah. Like the way he forgives us. And, yeah. you know, and uh, I think, I don't know, if we, when we think, I, when I think about it like that, it's, it gets a little weightier. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think I have, um, the power, or, or I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, the power or the grace to forgive like Jesus forgives. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Like, I, I could say I've forgiven people, and I have, yeah. who have offended or hurt me and stuff. Um, but the the thing is marked in your your mind, like, yeah. does that ever go away? Does that not go away? Um, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I think forgiveness, it's kind of like love in the sense that like without understanding the love that Jesus has. You're never fully gonna love somebody, not really. You yeah. know, like love in the sense of like loving them selflessly, like without, without hoping to get something from them. And I think that without Jesus, forgiveness can be just surface level or can be like a self-help tool, you know? Yeah. But I, I, it always gets extra heavy for me where like even the Lord's Prayer says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Yeah. Like you're even Jesus is teaching us to pray that. Like 
the measure to the, let the measure of my forgiveness to others be the measure of forgiveness given to me. Yeah. So, I, and interestingly enough, I was reading that just yesterday, that passage of Matthew six, mm-hmm. and in verse thirteen and fourteen of Matthew six, where it says um, that unless you forgive, then your heavenly Father won't forgive you. Yeah. And and the way I understand it from the from the Bible and a specific Sermon on the Mount commentary that I was reading is that it's not necessarily that you not forgiving means you're not forgiven mm-hmm. by God, but it's you not forgiving could be an indicator that you don't know the forgiveness of God. Hmm, that's really good. That you don't know that you've experienced it or even what it looks like or, or if it's even really happened. Therefore, does anyone even know, does that even, does that person even know that they've actually repented mm-hmm. or that they've actually asked for forgiveness yes. or were they just saying, I'm sorry? No, this is really good because actually a while back I was studying the story. I think it's the Luke version of when, I think it's Luke, I could be wrong, but when um, the woman, the simple woman pours her perfume at Jesus' feet and the Pharisee, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. The Pharisee says, you know, that whole, like, if you knew who she was, yes. then you wouldn't let her touch you. Yes. And then Jesus yes. says, well, she, he, whoever has been forgiven much loves much. Yes. And I, okay, this is like confession time of how religious I was, oh, or like how self-righteous I was. It's... I really thought, like genuinely sat there and thought to myself, like, wow, like, I'm never going to love Jesus as much as this simple woman did because oh, wow. like, my story is not that bad right because wow. I mean there's this idea like this is like PK confessions of like when you don't grow up with this uh, that cool should be another segment of our podcast PK confessions confessions right? of a PK seriously the secret life of a PK these are my confessions exactly so but no it's true like um, I really thought like I don't have a crazy testimony like the Lord didn't really rescue me from anything like that I'm gonna go to, to like a conference and share on my testimony of being rescued from something crazy you know like i grew up christian i went to christian schools for some of my grades like i for the most part had no like externally super broken circumstance that the lord rescued me from or even like external sin that i felt like i needed to repent from in a lot of ways i felt like the worst thing that i did was like i don't know like something small like you know like right. i know the, like biblically like there's it's there's no separation between like breaking the laws yes. but in my mind there was like you know especially because in church like some some things are worse than others when you like preach about them and things whatever the point is i really thought like i'm not that big of a sinner therefore i'm not gonna love jesus that much and so i remember sitting there i was doing my devotional and i was like I was talking to the Lord and I was like, man, like that's, that really sucks. And he, and I remember so clearly like this, like Holy Spirit conviction of like, really? Like, that's really what you think? You really think that like she could love him much because like she actually actually she needed things. more forgiveness. Right. Like something about me thought like, oh, like she needed a big bucket of God's forgiveness wow. and the Holy Spirit needed like an eyedropper of the Holy Spirit. The Pharisee needed like an eyedropper forgiveness level, you yeah. know? And I thought that I, that it was like that, that like the forgiveness of God was proportionate to how sinful you were, which doesn't make sense when you think about like actually understanding biblically like what it means to to be a sinner, you right. know, before the Lord. But I thought that, 
and then I remember having this conversation with the Lord of like, oh man, like, and the Lord being like, he said, really? Like, that's not what this story is about. Like, that's, that's not, like, it's not that people who have these more broken lives get to be more epic followers of Jesus yes. because they have a, a better story. It's that because their brokenness is so overt, like, it's so obvious and they can't deny it, they get to experience more of my forgiveness yeah. because they understand that they need it. Right. So he was like, you are just as broken, if not more, <laughs> than this woman. Because she can see her brokenness and you can't, you know? Yeah. And and so I felt exactly what you were saying, which is like the measure that I received, like, that I believed that I was broken or a sinner or that I needed forgiveness was also the measure that I could receive God's forgiveness. And and I think that that's what this, this is about. Like even to the measure that I understand my own brokenness, can I forgive somebody else? Because can I understand like, you know, I can't hold this against them in a lot of ways because they're just as broken if not you know more broken than me um or i'm more broken than them whatever i'm just as broken if not more broken than them and like um extending forgiveness means kind of in a way saying like you're broken and i'm broken so i'm going to choose not to hold this against you because when my brokenness comes out i don't want it to be held against me either yeah you know but all that to say like that story really struck me because it I, it made me realize that that like I have I have stopped myself from experiencing God's forgiveness because I thought that I didn't need it as much as somebody else did wow I, I remember reading that story thinking the opposite thinking <laughs> uh, sort of the opposite the yeah. opposite by the opposite I mean like I didn't see my brokenness as much at the time mm. but I thought to myself wow I don't know how broken I am because I don't I can't love this much mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah so it, it was more like show me like I don't know how broken I really am then like you need to show me that's a better prayer I really thought like man I'm never <laughs> I'm never gonna love you like, <laughs> like that oh man <laughs> dang it I don't suck that much like I don't suck enough like, for this yeah but then uh, I actually realized like actually more, way more broken than maybe this woman so I yeah I, I would agree to that sentence mm. that to those of us who can't see how much how broken we are and how much more we are in we ourselves are in need of forgiveness the fact that we don't see it proves that's how broken we are yeah right like it's interesting like in us thinking that we're not so broken that actually proves that's how jacked up you are. Yeah. Like you can't see it. I like think so. You're super blind to your own brokenness and your own neediness of yeah. God's forgiveness. Yeah. Because, I don't know, let's say, going back to to what you were talking about, let's say, in the way that we level sins and mm -hmm. we put, like, like a structure on it. Like, oh, that's like a level 10 sin. Yeah. And yeah, that, yeah. oh, you, you took a little extra salad at the salad bar it's like that's a level one like yeah. just, you know just like a negative two yeah like mind. repent while you're still in life like, yeah 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 uh, but to begin with um, uh, just say like in plain words to sin is to disobey mm -hmm. and I'm, uh, again that's super simple super plain um, but it is to disobey God it's not just like I broke the law, but it's like this is not what pleases God. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you. I'm sure you can add more to that. 
but yeah but if we put it there then anything that I do that doesn't please God is a level 10 yeah so I think let's say as we come to close to a close we can talk about um, why why we should forgive no? Yeah. Like why us as individuals should forgive. Um, and the cost of not forgiving. Yeah. That's a higher cost than forgiving. Accurate. What are your thoughts? Well, I think... I can ask you. Yeah, I mean, I think all along we've been talking about kind of the obvious or even like christian answer is like we forgive because we forgiven. want forgiveness, <laughs> we've been forgiven, like, yeah, I feel like that's a t-shirt somewhere, like, forgive because Or a bumper forgiven. sticker. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not, what is it? I'm not perfect, but I'm forgiven by a God who is. Oh, uh, something, <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's a bumper sticker. There you go, mm-hmm. So, so how do we stray away from the bumper sticker forgiveness? Well, I think that, um, try to put it into words but I think our calling isn't just to forgive but like to develop the kind of character that produces forgiveness and mercy like when we look at the Sermon on the Mount yes. and all of those things you know we see that God isn't interested in like the the trite kind of like repent forgive like snap 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 but it's more like would would you lean in and become like Jesus to the yes. point that your response to yes. offense is forgiveness. Yes. And I, and I feel like we forgive because we want to be like Jesus. Yes. That's the best answer. Thanks. I would say so. Because, interestingly enough, who I was talking to this morning, I almost always make it a point to um, bring up the Sermon on the Mount. Because there's, there's no better place. I mean, there is, but... I mean, that's like a anyways. good like go-to for everything kind yes. of place. Yeah. Because he wasn't just calling us to things. Mm -hmm. Again, the, the 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 commentary that I'm reading, it was that the beatitude specifically, or the Sermon on the Mount, period. It's that it's not do this and you'll be a Christian, but because you're a Christian, this is this is how you ought to walk. Yeah. And the best way to walk that out is by talking to the man who is giving you that message or calling you to that place. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Because I've told people, like, what the, the thing that brings me hope about the Sermon on the Mount is that the man who's calling me to it is the only one that can grant me the grace to walk it out. Yeah, that's so good. So I can talk to him about, like, hey, like, Jesus, give me the grace to walk this out. Like, I have a desire to do this. Yeah. Because what I said to the person this morning was, he calls us to that? And then you look at the Gospels, that's him walking it out. Mm -hmm. Every single moment of it was yeah. him walking out the Sermon on the Mount. Like, he, he was not above it. He, he was it. Like, he, he walked it out. Yeah. Like, it was his life. And you, and you could point it out. Like, there's, there's mercy. Mm -hmm. That's forgiveness. That's him talking to the Father, and etc., you know? Um, so, yeah, for sure, talking to the person of Jesus. And I think the best thing that, again, what I suggest to people because I don't tell people what to do is like what I suggest to people is 
more than thinking about it like in a Western mentality about, okay, well, how do I do that? How do yeah. I do the Sermon on the Mount? It's asking Jesus, how did you do this? Mm. I want to see how you did it. I want to learn from your life. I want to walk as you walked and, yeah. and do as you did. Rather than asking him, like, can you give me the one, two, three? Like, you know, because you can look at the Beatitudes yeah. and think, all right, poor in spirit. I'm going to be poor in spirit today. But really? Like, yeah. Like, it, it's going to be hard to do that apart from looking at Christ and walking out a relationship uh, with him and talking to him, you know? Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Luke? Yeah, I think that's what sometimes goes wrong with our Christianity is we try to turn it into a formula, like, you know, check, check the list um, and then, like, do the things, fill out the... Be, be like the description, you know, like kind of person. Yes. But I think Jesus never called us to that. Like right. the, the Sermon on the Mount isn't a checklist. It's somebody said it as like it tells us what God defines as success. Right. Like you are successful not in that you were super wealthy or you, you know, like had, you know, kind of like, for example, had payback on all the people who ever offended you, but you're actually, actually successful when you're poor in spirit, when right. you are merciful, when you're a peacemaker, like those kinds of things. And so I feel like forgiveness is one of, is part of the piece of the puzzle of what makes us someone with the character right. of Christ. And I think Christianity is about character. It's not about um, a checklist or like meeting some sort of standard, but it's actually about like becoming someone. Right. Like, and I, I have a video out there somewhere where I say that Christianity is not a lifestyle. It's conformity to a man. Mm -hmm. Because if I say lifestyle, then my lifestyle can look different today than it did then in the days of Jesus. Mm. And, you know, because I could say, oh, I have a... Uh, and again, this is quite often said, and I don't think people mean it like this, but I'm just using for the sake of conversation. Mm -hmm. I could say I have a prayer lifestyle. Yeah. That means that in my life, I pray. Rather than I'm trying to be conformed to Jesus and Jesus talks to the Father every day, throughout the day. Yeah. It's it's who he is, it's what he walks out. And forgive me for this side note on the video, but look at this home. Zay. Anyways, we're we're driving in Pasadena today. <laughs> and you just can't help but look at the homes. Seriously. As we head back to my little humble place. Anyways, it's, uh, what was I saying? Um, <laughs> that it's about becoming like a man, like conforming to a man more than right. a lifestyle. And I, and I say that because, I don't know, if, I, I, I think I would call it a danger is that we could pick out of the sermon or of the Beatitudes and say, uh, this one, I want to do this one, yeah. I want to do that. Or we'll take it by itself, for example, the famous one that we take by itself is Matthew 5, 8. Like pure in heart, and so for the most part, because of our sexually driven culture, we think purity and holiness as it only relates to sexuality, but it's yeah. the wholeness of your body, like yeah. of your lifestyle, of your who you are. Uh, and I, I've given this example before to people. It's like you can walk out the Beatitudes in one single conversation with people, mm -hmm. and let, let's say you hurt me, you offended me, hypothetically speaking, and in that moment. Going back to Matthew 5, 3, like, all right, to be poor in spirit then, I, I, I take a look at my own brokenness. Mm -hmm. That Ilse is 
I'm like her, not I'm yours. Like I'm, I'm poor, I'm broken, that's me. And that brokenness in myself, more than in you, causes me to mourn. To mourn before God that like, this is who I am. And, and that mourning causes the meekness that I am no one to cast any type of judgment or to be like, I'm the one that judges and, 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 and decides what happens to Ilse. Right, Matthew five five, the, the the meekness. Yeah. And then that causes me to hunger for more of God's righteousness. Yeah. Like I want God to have His first place in this conversation right yeah. now, and because of because God is having His place, I can walk out in mercy. Yeah. Matthew five seven, and because I walk out in mercy, the mercy of God unto me is that I I I want wholeness to see Him. Yeah. I want him to be made known in this. I want the testimony of God in this relationship, in this broken, this brokenness of our relationship mm -hmm. right now, which causes me to be a peacemaker. Yeah. Where I want more than my opinion, you say, I want the truth of God and in, in, in for our lives to be what restores this. Yeah. I don't know what you think about that. Is that That's really good. Yeah. I mean, I think. We've always heard that, or I've always heard that the Beatitudes feed into each other, but they like literally are like, they flow into each other when you're walking them out. And I think that, that that's like, so I was thinking about that as you were speaking, like God doesn't call me to be like someone who forgives or someone who is Christian, but like he's, well, you know, like, like he's calling me to be a person of forgiveness. Kind of like, like yeah. the Beatitudes kind of end with like, be a peacemaker like it's no yes. longer like a, a to-do to or an attribute it's like you become something you become right. a peacemaker like so that, that's what I think what transformation even looks like you're not trying to do something but you because you're trying to look like Jesus you end up becoming like Jesus like right. you, you become a follower of Jesus or a, yeah. a disciple what's what's helped me is that as I look at him and I asked those questions, how did you do this? Or what did you do? Mm -hmm. uh, it turns more into um, this like, oh my gosh, like this is what you went through as it relates to me. Mm -hmm. And that causes the weeping in me where I'm like, I, 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 like, I'm broken. I really need you to do this. I can't do this on my own. Yeah. Like I can't forgive on my own. I'm not that good yeah. to forgive. Yeah. Like I really need you. And the small things for us hurt us to forgive. Yeah. And and I and I again I, I the way I see it is like because I want to be his friend, I want to be a forgiving person. Yeah. Because that's who he is. That's who my friend is. And and then I get a I get a, a piece of his heart. Like oh my gosh, this is who you are. Mm -hmm. This is what you do. Yeah. And it's not easy. Yeah. It's, it's it's not as easy as we read it or we make it out to be. Yeah. It's pretty weighty it's heavy yeah but then if we like receive that i think every wound becomes an opportunity to look more like jesus yes and like and not in the like okay like suck it up and look like jesus but more in the like every single time my heart is kind of cut open because of a betrayal or a wound it's an opportunity for jesus to like come in to my heart through that space right you know and i feel like there's opportunity for redemption in that. Not so much in letting the offender off the hook, but to say like, 
I don't have to be marked by bitterness or I don't even right. have to be marked by what was done to me right. but I get to be marked by the way that Jesus redeems brokenness right. which I've seen in my own life and now I get to walk it out